Hey, Maddie. What? What do you get when you mix a Virgo and a Sagittarius? A good time. A hot mess. <laughs> Hi there. My name is Allison. I'm Maddie. And we are two best friends from northern Minnesota who both enjoy low-maintenance houseplants, highly caffeinated beverages, and everything spooky. In our podcast, our conversations are going to range from being zen and mindful to strange and unusual. It's not a phase, Mom. Or is it? Are you motherfucking ready? I'm a new shit. I'm so excited. How are you? Good. That was my impression of Marilyn Manson. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell the difference at all. Thank you. <coughs> um, me. How are you? I'm good. Are yeah. you ready for this episode? I am so excited. I just got back. Um, I was home for a little bit because I had a funeral that I had to attend, and then I ended up being two funerals, but it's fine. It's good. Um, well, it's not good, but it, we're here. <laughs> that sounded bad. Okay. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to not It's all talk. good. It's fine. It's, you know, it's good. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, so I am back in the Northland. I literally just got to your house, and now we're recording. Yep. Yep. I'm very excited. She busted down my door and she's like, yeah. I'm so fucking excited for yeah. this. Yeah, I was just like, oh, because this one's, this one's, oh, it's so, so. She's like, I listened to three podcasts about it on the way up. <laughs> yeah, and like my notes, I, I was like doing notes like via like Siri. I was like, hey Siri, add this to my notes because I mean, I'm not going to be on my phone while driving because that's not safe. Don't do that, kids. Yep. Um. So, and then I was checking my notes and I was like, oh, this is gibberish. This does not make any sense. <laughs> so I had to like go through and kind of like decipher the points that I know I wanted to talk about but yeah I'm amazing I'm so excited you had you've never heard of this never heard of this so I'm very excited what's um, what's the topic just to so so the topic um and so then I'll tell you mine it is about a specific case um I don't want to give away necessarily exactly until I get into the history of the actual location wonderful but where it's located is the Cecil Hotel so if you've heard of the Cecil Ooh. Hotel you might be like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I have an idea of like five possibilities that it could be because it is about death, unfortunately, but. Or you could be like me and be like, watch the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it could be like, what? So, so I will, I'm going to dive in with some history here. Um, but before I do that, how are you doing? I just kind of like stole the show. No, you're fine. I'm good. Yeah? Anything, I'm good. Anything new? I was going to uh, buy a car today and then mm-hmm. I was going to buy a car yesterday and it didn't work. You're going to buy so many cars. I'm going to buy so many cars because mine took a shit and I'm really sad about it. Yeah. But um, it's all good. It's a blessing in disguise. Yep. And I will have my leather seats, touchscreen. <laughs> Someday. Like radio with a moonroof. Someday. Yep. Exactly. Um, I start school in two days, which <gasps> is bonkers. That is so exciting. That's, Literally bonkers. That's going to be awesome. Like I work tomorrow and then I'm going to wake up on Monday and be like, I'm in school. I'm a student. <laughs> and I was going to be like, I'm, I'm a, a real boy. boy. <laughs> I'm a real student. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. Amazing. So, it's kind of weird, but, but it's gonna be so this good. is what I needed to like. Yes, just to. Right before it. Calm down, get ready for the week. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. I'm excited for my So, I, I'm excited here because you didn't tell me. I told you and then I was like, oh, what are you going to talk about? And you're like, no, I'm not going to tell you. Do you want me to tell you right now? Yes. Okay. Um. Ghost ships on Lake Superior. Oh my god, amazing. I'm <laughs> so excited. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. Like shipwrecks and yep. ghost ships and yep. Woo. So Allie's got okay. like a really scary story, I guess. Yes. I don't know anything about it, so I'm gonna be hearing for it hearing about it for the first time, but then Amazing. I'll come in second and be like, like more death, more ghosts. Not no, okay. So it's like it's more historical and interesting well, yeah. versus like gore and traumatizing. So you're not gonna like go through so, the all the shipwrecks and all the deaths of all the boats. 
I mean, yes, but I'm not going to be like, and this is how they died. Oh, okay. I'm going to give all of you some details. Right. So this is, I guess, a little... Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah. At the beginning, this is going to be kind of a grisly episode. Um, if death and scary, creepy things creep you out, then just ye be warned, I guess. Ye be warned. <laughs> ye be warned. Turn back um, now. We'll put in the show notes though where to skip to if you want to hear about the shipwrecks. Yeah, yeah. So, so. let me know if you, if you just want to hear about um, more Djibouti. Interesting, creepy yeah. things and not like terrible, creepy things. Yeah. So cool. Awesome. Well, we. Oh my god, we haven't done our <laughs> I pulled it out. Okay, because we, when we started the podcast, we always would read each other's horoscope and that was like our cute thing. And we'd we did like, that oh. twice. No, I think we did it three times. Okay. I think we did the first two episodes, and then we did one of the chakra episodes. We're like, oh, crap. Ugh. And then we've forgotten, and yep. now here we are. So, so yeah. Let's co-star. What do we do? Co-star again? Okay. I keep forgetting <laughs> if we do co-star and a pattern, and I don't know where it is on my home you screen, know, and I'm holding like a 70-year-old woman. It's okay. I thought you were going to say seven. I was like, well, I don't think a seven-year-old. Seven. 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 What? Friends? And Monica's discussing the women's body. I haven't seen all the friends. I haven't. Okay. Well. Okay. There you go. Well, (laughs) now you're disappointed. (laughs) She not only watched Coyote Ugly without me and broke my fucking heart, (laughs) she didn't tell me she watched it. She's like, oh, it slipped my mind. I have the memory of a housefly. It's just, I, it happened. Okay. Do you want to start? Should I start? It doesn't matter. I'll go first. Okay. Just full send. Okay. Good evening, Allison Tim Ross 11. Oh. Your lover's a ghost. A figment of your imagination. Damn it. Ryan's not real. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> hello? <clears throat> hello. Today, you're trying to admit that you want an actual relationship. But instead of admitting you want love, you manipulate them while smiling sweetly. Oh, God. <laughs> what kind of a sociopath are you? I don't like that. <clears throat> you need the opposite of a one-night stand. Find people who can prove their dependability. This month, you have the potential to grow. You just have to push your mind. This is no small feat for a person who can get evangelistic about their opinions. Not anymore! (laughs) Evangelistic. Oh, I thought thought you were saying, like, evil-angelistic. I was like, oh, no. Oh, evil-angelistic. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, like, oh. Evangelistic, there we go. Try to force your brain to stretch and take leaps. Well, my brain isn't flexible, so that's weird. (laughs) (laughs) The general theme of your life during this period is to strengthen areas of your life so that you are prepared for future crises. Mm. Self-esteem emerges when you ignore unwanted opinions. Okay. I mean... Oh, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm scared. Did that, honestly, that was... Okay. That do you was, want me to... Was that helpful? Was I it... Mm? I I... Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Did you say the, like, power in pressure in trouble with? Did you say that? Uh, your powers in thinking and creativity and social life, you're pressures and spiritual and sexual and love oh. things and you have trouble with routine and self i mean i feel like that's a constant state of being for me <laughs> i'm not good with routines so but good thing you want an actual relationship and not I mean, one yeah, with a ghost that 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 is true okay well i don't right. know how to feel about that that was that was kind of a doozy that was not, a kick not in the balls lie, you know yeah i mean yeah. okay i yeah all right well on that note <laughs> good evening madison <laughs> today Listen to your gut. Ooh. You have power in self, pressure in spirituality and social life, trouble with routine, thinking and creativity, creativity, sex, and love. So you got a lot of troubles today. I got a lot of fucking troubles. What? It's rough. I don't. So today, 
You feel safe enough to find the humorous side of hardship. It's not magic. It's your capability. Or, oh, it's your capacity. <gasps> <laughs> you just spit spinach out. Of, oh, my gosh. Where was that hiding? You didn't even take a just, sip I recently. Did. I did. When you were oh. reading, I took a sip of our okay. smoothie. I didn't see you take a sip. I was like, where, did, where did that spinach come spinach. from? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, anyways. So today, you feel safe enough to find the humorous side of hardship. It's not magic. It's your capacity to deal with your own reflection. Yeah. Oh. Keeping your mess contained will serve you well right now. Keep that mess contained. Uh, My house is clean. <laughs> like, everything is clean. I did the laundry. <laughs> your work this month is to understand the difference between needing privacy and wanting a relationship that consumes you in every way. You. That's win- polar opposite. <laughs> this is not making any sense. When you get controlling, you undermine yourself. Question how you relate to sex and power. Your main challenge right now is to pay close attention to ego clashes getting in the way of your ambitions. Attachment causes delusion. To see things clearly, you have to be willing to let go of your ego. That made no sense. Okay, I'm going to do a frowny face for that one because that just, okay, apparently my finger doesn't exist. Okay, Okay, so why am I sexually troubled? I don't know. (laughs) You have have troubles, apparently. I don't have, I literally can't think of a single trouble. Where? I mean, I, I I didn't like mine either, so we'll just say that today's a fluke. Yeah, that was not a good day. Maybe CoStar don't sponsor us? I was just going to say, concert, <laughs> or concert. Concert! concert. Sponsor us. CoStar, probably not sponsor us. And maybe if we get a better one next time. Yeah, like, you know, maybe next, what is it, next week? At some point. We can, <laughs> <laughs> who knows? We're, we're, we're getting the hang of life. You know, we were like, ooh, 2021, it's going to be so good. And it's like, oh, fuck, okay. Six <laughs> days in, shit hit the fan. Yeah. But let's be kind to one another, but we're not going to dive into that right now. We're just going to yeah. talk about death. Okay. So, are you ready? No, but, like, we might as well. <laughs> okay. Anything Do you have any funny stories to talk about before um, you go? Before you, like, balls fist deep into this scary oh, story? I, I mean, you were there, but we could talk about when we had a little dance pair at your house and I tattooed myself. Oh! <laughs> That was oh my fun. God. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. We had a dance party. We moved your dining room table out of the way, and you had your party lights. Yep. And we had pina coladas, and I gave myself a stick and poke tattoo. My, one of our friends that came over. Yeah. Oh, our good so friend, fun. and she uh, she was just hanging out <laughs> in a little like skeleton onesie with a butt flap, and <laughs> I was drinking and dancing or something. Oh, yeah. and She's over there eating pizza, and Allie's just sitting in the middle with her feet up on the table, and she's like sticking to tacking, tattooing herself. I gave my, I have a, I have a. Is it still there? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah. I mean, my hands are your hands. Kind of. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's just funny because it's just such an Allison move yeah. to be like playing with knives, poking herself <laughs> on the table. Yeah. Fuck and it. everyone else is like, no. Yeah, you guys are just vibing, and I was like so focused, yeah. and like between each couple stabs. I would be like, oh, I gotta take a slice of my little pizza roll thing. And then, <laughs> in like between cheese bread. Yeah, I had a che- I had I had a spinach and feta cheese bread. Thank you very much. Some mm-hmm. Domino's. Domino's, mm-hmm. you should sponsor us. Domino's uh, should fucking sponsor us. <laughs> we yeah, they take a lot of our money. Okay, anyways, yeah, no, like in between, because when you're doing a stick and poke, like you have to do like every other like I think it's like every three or four pokes, you gotta yeah re soak the needle with ink so then it can you know move along and. It was fun. I need to touch it up a little bit. Yeah. But you drew it on me, so that was fun. I did. She's I... like, draw this on my foot. Yeah. Tell oh. them what it is. Well, okay. So I have a slightly webbed toe. It's not like full yeah, web. Yeah, it's not like 
a single It's not toe. like a web toe. When yeah. I was a child, I thought it made me swim faster. I was convinced I was a mermaid. It so, did. I mean, it did. But yep. since it was only one of my feet that had that, I would just kind of go in circles. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I thought it, I, it made me swim faster because I was a mermaid or a yep. fish. Um, but, yeah, so I have um, my little web toe area. I do, like, a little, like, dot, dot, dot. And then I have, like, a little scissors. Yeah. So, like, cut here. Yeah. I love it. It's very cute. It's my first tattoo. It's funny. I've been meaning to get tattoos forever. And then, finally, my my mom actually got me a stick and poke tattoo kit for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I gave myself my first tattoo, so that was... Did you bring it? I did not bring it home, but it's at my house, so... I should come over, and then... Oh my gosh, Like, right. after this, and then we should put a l- something right here. I want to put yeah. something right there so bad. Like a sun and a moon, maybe, or something. Oh my gosh, yeah. We're or just, just I... like, a ghost right here. We should do ankle. a ghost there. We should also do a ghost on our butts, but we should... Also, yeah. yeah we're just gonna have I'm little... serious, though. So, like, I will come over after this and let you tattoo my foot. Oh my gosh. I'm I, not kidding. I will stab you. This is amazing. Yeah. I'm so excited. Brilliant. Um, um, that's Allie's so weird because she's like <laughs> wanting all these tattoos, and I have four, so I'm like, yeah, just go get it done. Mm-hmm. It's great. And she's like, oh, I just have to do it myself first to make sure. Well, I'm just like that much of a, a sociopath that I'm like, I gotta do it myself. Now that I've done it myself, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna book it. Let me get this full. I'll do yeah. my whole back. I'll do the like my thigh piece that I want to get done. <laughs> so now that I've done it and I see how it works, know how I'm like, okay, now 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 I can trust a stranger to do it. Other Sagittarii, <laughs> can you like confirm this? <laughs> the the impulsiveness, but then again, also the like control freak in me. Yeah, it it kind of clashes, but it, it works. What are you? What's so. your rising again? Uh, Air, Aquarius rising, Pisces moon. Well, Pisces doesn't matter in this whole tag. Well, yeah, <laughs> but Aquarius for sure. They are yeah. freaky sheets. Freaky sheets. <laughs> I'm a, am I a fitted sheet or a flat sheet? You're like a fitted sheet. Okay. Freaky fitted. I like that. <laughs> I'm put that on t-shirt. Freaky fitted sheet. Okay. But seriously though, I need to get a cricket so then we can buy plain t-shirts and oh, we can yes. make fucking shirts for this podcast. Amazing. Funny and that'd be, ones. that'd be so much cheaper too. Right. It's happening. Get a cricket. They're like $400. I don't have $400. Start selling feet pics. I'm oh. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. I mean, I'm okay. If you have a TikTok, you've thought about it. I mean, who hasn't thought about it? But it's like, how do you talk about that? Like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Anywho. We don't condone that in any way, but we also don't not condone that in any way. Live your life. Do what you want to do, man. Like, YOLO. (laughs) YOLO. I gave myself a tattoo, so like, uh, fuck it. Hammered. (laughs) I was like five pina coladas deep. (laughs) She's sitting I, over there, like, so focused. Oh, I was so determined. Ugh, was so I, and then I was going to do another tattoo, but then I was, I, like, then the light bulb went on, and I was like, hmm, Allison, should you be doing this right now? And then my other side was like, hmm, you're probably right. And then I stopped, because I need to touch it up. Like, I was going to finish it. Yeah. I just had, like, the rough outline, but. Yeah. Do you guys ever drink so much that you wake up before you even fall asleep, and then you're hungover? Oh, yeah. Because that was that night. <laughs> 445 I was like Whew. I felt great I <laughs> you always feel great well no, except I... except my birthday oh that was different I wanted yeah. the earth to take me back but I was like <laughs> I was gonna dig myself a shallow grave what were you drinking that night was that just mm, I think you were drinking cider probably because I had tequila yeah like always I think I don't know. maybe you had like seltzers or something I don't know but... I don't remember I don't know 
Rose. It's been a day. Brain's a little foggy, a little soggy. Oh, <laughs> my brain's a little foggy, a bit soggy. You know what that's from? No. Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Fuck me, is it really? Yeah. I love that movie. The dude that's like, oh, it's a bit foggy, a little soggy, because he was like drunk he, as shit. Yeah. He beautiful is man. But. Such a beautiful man. Ugh. Yes. Uh, he's on another show, too. What is he on? Holy shit, is he Tom from The Blacklist? Hold I on. I have no idea. Um, insert elevator music, maybe? I'm gonna figure this out. Adam Garcia, right? Yeah, that was Stu. Yeah, that was definitely not Tom from The Blacklist, but... No. Okay, well, glad we figured that out. I'm gonna show you. Tom from Nickelback? What is your search history? I... I don't just like watch. Nickelback. Oh, no, that's, that's what I thought him. it was. Oh, that's a beautiful man, though. He is a beautiful man. Mm. Okay. Well, Anyways, we are almost twenty minutes into this episode, and we have. We are. <laughs> <laughs> we actually fine. are. Okay. It's, good. it's fine. Oh, I don't think Ryan's actually a ghost because he's calling me right now. Is he? Yeah. Right, hold up. Well, okay. Well, beautiful. Well, Ryan's alive, so that's good. Okay. Or maybe he's a ghost and is calling me, but. Can we know. let's let's crack, just let's crack the seal. Let's we're breaking the seal. Breaking the seal. We're 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 jumping in, diving in, diving in. Just feet just first. Take off the wrapper. Cannonball. Just cannonball. Blah blah. Okay. Ye- you're what? <laughs> blah blah. We're just gonna <laughs> blah 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 into the. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Right. Let's right. get into it. So, oh, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm terrified. <laughs> You'll be fine. Okay. <gasps> Why are you bending your notebook like that? <laughs> I am a type of person. Oh, when I get a new book, no, I break, I crack oh. the spine. I'm gagging inside. I, I crack the spine. Full body goosebumps. Directly in the middle. I'm not as. I don't go like. Half. I'm so upset right now. <laughs> I like to just. You know, it's it's warm in. I like it. Okay. 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 I thought you were like confused at like my writing. I'm like you probably. At first, I was like, oh, is she looking at my notes? But like, you cannot read my handwriting. <laughs> Are you mad at my writing? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, your handwriting was repulsive. It is trash. I can't even read it. Let's I'm find out. I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. I need to take a breath because I'm really excited. So just like. <sighs> okay. So, today, I'm going to be telling you mm-hmm. a little history on the Cecil Hotel. And then we will be jumping into one of the most famous stories, crazy shit that happened at the Cecil Hotel. And this, the crazy shit that happened was only seven years ago. It was at 25. I knew it. Oh, you know it? No, oh. but I knew it because I asked you when it came, when the story was from, and oh. you're like, um, the hotel was made in like 1920, <laughs> and I was like, bitch, you're lying to me. Like, this, well, you, okay, so I didn't want to give anything away. Okay. okay. Seven years ago, mm-hmm. I'm never leaving my house again. <laughs> Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna cry. Okay, great. (laughs) So we're gonna do a little history on the Cecil Hotel. So the Cecil Hotel, it was built in 1924 by William Bakes Hanner, and it was supposed to be a destination hotel for international businessmen and the social elite. So it was like, gonna be fine. You already are rubbing your your temples. Amazing. (laughs) I feel like I'm... Like I feel like I'm like third person in line on a on a roller coaster where you like you're getting nervous to like oh, go yep, on yeah. and you know that you're too late to go back so you just gotta keep <laughs> pushing through. You know what I it's mean? It's happening. It's you're, happening. You're, yeah. All right. Can't turn back. Anyways, now. point of no return. So it was bougie built, hotel. Yeah, bougie hotel. So it was supposed to be a destination for businessmen and the social elite. Um, uh, one million dollars was spent building it, and this oh. was in 1924. So like, 
hella, like yeah. very, very expensive. Um, and it was opened in 1927. The Cecil has 700 rooms. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> a huge marble lobby, stained glass windows, and an opulent staircase. Very fun. I'm going to put a pic- picture on Instagram right now so you guys can see it. Oh, that's a good idea. So, unfortunately, two years later, the Great Depression hit. Damn. So, this guy spent a million dollars on this beautiful hotel. He's like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And then, bam, stock market crashed. Shit hit the fan. And the area around the Cecil Hotel became known as Skid Row, where it became home to thousands of homeless people. So, the beautiful Cecil Hotel became a slum for criminals, drug addicts, runaways, and sex workers. Eventually became known for violence and death. Oh, God. So, <laughs> I found a lot of this information on a website called allthatisinteresting.com. So, I was going to, like, write out all the stuff in my little notebook that you were so upset that I cracked the spine in it. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that, like, halfway through writing my notes, I was like, this is just information that I'm going to read from the website. So, this is from allthatisinteresting.com. So, I heard you talked about the grand opening, so Skid Row, la 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 la. So, it is now known as one of the most haunted hotels in Los Angeles. Of course it is. <laughs> in the 1930s alone, the Cecil Hotel was home to at least six suicides. A few residents ingested poisons, um, while others shot themselves, slipped their own throats, or jumped out of bedroom windows. So, it, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? Yeah, you were on, you were... On Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to repeat that. So, in the 1930s alone, oh God. the Cecil Hotel was home to at least six suicides. A few residents ingested poisons, while others shot themselves, slit their own throats, or jumped out of bedroom That's windows. That's six years after it opened. Yeah. Oh! Yeah. And this happened seven years ago? <laughs> that shit's haunted! Sti- this place is still open, and oh. I want to stay there. Oh. <laughs> or at least I want to drive by. I don't know <clears throat> if it's, like, open, open today. It has really bad reviews. So, like... I wonder why. (laughs) So, um, for example, in 1934, Army Sergeant... Sergeant? Army Sergeant? Army Sergeant? I can read. (laughs) Army Sergeant Louis D. Borden slashed his own throat with a razor. Less than four years later, Roy Thompson of the Marine Corps jumped from um, atop the Cecil Hotel and was found on a skylight on the neighboring building. Oh, my God. Uh, the next few decades saw only more and more violent deaths. So, this one is very intense. Trigger warning has to do with a child. So, just, I just want to let that, you know, have that be made known. So, in September of, I cannot talk today, I'm too excited. In September of 1944, 19-year-old Dorothy Jean Purcell awoke in the middle of the night with stomach pains um, when she was staying at the Cecil with Ben Levine, who was 38, so... She was staying at the hotel with a guy that was, like, 20 years older than her. She went to the bathroom, and as so not to disturb a sleeping, or, you know, the guy that she was sleeping with, and to her complete shock, she gave birth to a baby boy. She had no idea that she was pregnant. What? Which blows my mind. Like, how can... I'm... I don't know. I don't know how she... I actually, like, I know someone personally that did not realize she was pregnant. And then, like, full-on, like, had the baby. And then then full-on had the baby. Yeah. That's terrifying. I get, it happens. Like, I've, I've heard I've heard of that before, but... Yeah. I'm just baffled by it, though. Yeah. Like, I don't understand how that's a thing. No, I know. So, mistaking... So, she assumed and thought that her newborn was dead, and so she threw her baby out the window. Oh, my God! Yeah. What floor was she on? 
Was... Not the first four. Like, it was... Like... <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. No, I know. I shouldn't be either, but... <laughs> Not the yeah. first four. <laughs> not, not good. Oh, my yeah. God. So she thought her... The baby was dead. Wasn't dead. She thought it she was. She thought it was. It was alive. And then she threw it out the window, and it landed on the roof of the building next door. Oh. So, yeah. So she obviously went to trial, and she was found not guilty because they, you know, she pleaded insanity, and she was admitted to a hospital for psychiatric treatment. So that was a doozy. Um, I've heard other i'm trying to think i don't know what podcast it was but i've heard other like ghost stories of hearing babies cry and like other creepy things regarding children so that's terrifying that makes me so sad i know that one so that was a big reason that i wanted the little disclaimer because obviously not okay yeah (coughs) excuse me so in 1962 kind of jumping ahead a little bit a 65 year old george gianni um was walking by the cecil with his hands in his pocket when he was struck to death by a falling woman. Oh my god. Can so, you imagine? <clears throat> it's not even safe to walk on the sidewalk. Being outside. about your day. Yeah, and then just this walking just down Skid Row and then... Chick uh, falls yep. from the sky. Yeah, so she, she jumped to her death and landed on a passerby, which is very tragic. <laughs> so Did he die too? Yes, they both died on impact. Oh my god. Yeah, so... And the reason why <clears throat> Pauline... Pauline Otto, or Otten, that was the name of the gal that jumped. Um, she jumped from her ninth floor window after an argument with her estranged husband, and the fall killed both of them oh instantly. Oh my god. Yeah, so police initially thought that the two of them had committed suicide together, but then they realized that um, Gianni was still wearing his shoes. If he had jumped, his shoes would have fallen off mid-flight. Oh my god. Which I don't really understand that, like how loose were his, sh- like... Were shoes normally worn very loose that if you jump they just like fly off? Was he wearing feel- flip flops? <laughs> I feel like I'm that's confused. more of like a, I don't know. I feel like that's more of like a nowadays thing where people like yeah. don't tie their shoes. Maybe yeah. they do. I don't know. Yeah. So all of the, it's already off to a bad start, and that was only in the '60s. So not good. Another thing. So we're jumping ahead another like 20 years. Um, it was also a serial killer's paradise. So while tragic calamities and suicide obviously contribute heavily to the body or to the hotel's body count, um, the Cecil Hotel also served as a temporary home for some of the grisliest murders in American history. Mm. So in the mid grisly, grisly, the grisly murders. Yeah. So right, in <laughs> in the mid nineteen eighties, Richard Ramirez uh, murder of thirteen people, better known as the Night Stalker, lived in a room on the top floor of the hotel. No. Do they know at this time? Did they know that he was who he was? No, I'm getting to that. <laughs> oh, no. So he lived on the top floor during much of his horrific killing spree because, I mean, he lived on Skid Row. People didn't think much of it. So after killing one of his victims, he would throw his bloody clothes into the um, hotel's dumpster and saunter into the lobby either completely naked or just in his underwear. And that was, you know, that wouldn't even raise an eyebrow then because the Cecil in the 80s was just total chaos. It was just drugs, and it, it became more of, like, a hostel eventually, and it was just oh my God. chaos. So if you were just walking around naked or in your underwear, covered in blood, they'd be like, oh, he just probably had a bad night. <laughs> <clears throat> so at the time, Ramirez was able to stay there for a mere $14 per night. So definitely was cost-efficient for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, Modern-day Super 8. Yeah, essentially. You can't even stay there for 14 bucks. No, it's like... I think the cheapest you can probably get for a hotel is what, like 50 bucks nowadays? Mm-hmm. Maybe 30 if you like really want to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so some of the, 
That's upsetting. Okay, so corpses of, um, I hate, I, this website re- refers to drug users as junkies. I do not like that term, so yeah. I'm going to say people that are users have drug problems. Um, their bodies were often found in the alleys near the hotel, <laughs> sometimes even in the hallways of the hotel. And uh, Ramirez's blood-soaked lifestyle, it, you know, it didn't raise my brow at the Cecil because that was just the Cecil Hotel. So, so he lived there knowing he could get away with his shit because that was the... Yeah. Oh. It was it was a hot mess there, and he was like, well... That was the norm. I can I can stay there and get away with this stuff because transients and sex workers, and that was just... That's upsetting. Oh, it's very upsetting. <laughs> yeah. So then in... Oh, excuse me. I get so excited when I, like, swallow air and then I burp. So, oh. Excuse me. Do you ever... <laughs> you know, you do that too, right? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're jumping to the 90s. We're not even to the main story yet. <laughs> so in 1991, Austrian serial killer Jack Unterweger. Oh. Unterweger? Mm. Unterweger. I think it's Unterweger. Um, so he <laughs> he was a piece of work. He um, unfortunately strangled prostitutes with their own bras. Um, he, he also called the hotel home, so that was his kind of area that he liked to... Perks to not wearing a bra. <laughs> no bras! <laughs> Never gets strangled. Exactly. <laughs> Beautiful, all the more reason. So rumor has it that he chose the hotel because of his connection, or because of the hotel's connection to Ramirez. He no. was like, oh, that guy got away with it 10 years ago. No. Hell yeah, I can get away with it. Oh my god, I just lost my I don't like this thought that the Night Stalker was around in the 80s. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying. I don't, I don't like that. Yep. It's not, not good. So yeah, and because the area around the hotel was popular with prostitutes, uh, Unterweger stalked these environments time and time again for in search of their victims. And one prostitute that is believed that he has killed um, vanished just right down the street from the hotel where um, he claimed to have dated the hotel receptionist. So he was like, oh, my girlfriend works at the hotel. That's why I'm lurking no. Yeah, no. Men are stupid. No. They, if, if I were to hear that from someone, I'd go to the receptionist and be like, are you dating this mofo? Yeah. And then she'd be like, no. And I'd be like, okay. Then I'll this. beat your ass. Like, <laughs> like, boy, get catch, off my... Go catch these hands. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Go so, catch these cankles. <laughs> go catch them. So... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, which is... Okay, so there's... The Cecil Hotel is just a hot mess. Mm-hmm. And... Most of them, you know, uh, you know, the popular ones, hate to say the term popular, but a lot of them have to do with serial killers and suicides, crazy shit that's going on. Infamous. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Infamous. Uh, some of the murders have remained unsolved, even after all these years. So, to pick one really popular one, a local woman, um, this one's really sad. She was known as the pigeon lady, so she would always carry birdseed and she'd feed the pigeons. Her name was Goldie Osgood. And she was found dead. That's such a cute name. I know. I know. So Goldie, the pigeon lady Osgood, um, she was found dead in a ransacked room in the Cecil. Trigger warning again. She had been raped before suffering a fatal stabbing and beating. Oh my god. Though one suspect was found walking with bloodstained clothes nearby. He was later cleared and was never convicted. Um, The reason why is because he was her friend. And the cops were like, Oh, you're Goldie's friend? Okay, you're good to go. You obviously didn't kill her. Oh Even though God. he was covered in blood. That poor lady. I know. Her poor soul. I know. Oh, my God. Hopefully she's chilling with her pigeons now. That's... <laughs> that makes me so sad. <laughs> yeah. Not I'm... the pigeons!
pigeon lady. I like, know. Like, of the, all people. The sweet old lady that feeds the pigeons. Like, she's like the Disney princess. Yeah, she's like the, the Disney princess of Skid Row. Like, don't do that. <laughs> Just, no. <laughs> Disney princess of Skid Row. Yeah, that's the name of this episode now. All right. Write it down. Beautiful. So, another grimly noteworthy guest of the hotel was Elizabeth Short. Nope. You know who Elizabeth yep, is? Yep, yep, I do. The Black Dahlia. So, she became known as the Black Dahlia because she was found with a single Black Dahlia. And she was murdered in 1947, so we're kind of bouncing around. She was last seen at the Cecil. No. Yeah. So, it's really... There's a lot of creepy things. A lot of young women, if you're going back in time, a lot of young women had committed suicide or a lot of young women were murdered. And then just more bad things are happening there's some explain who elizabeth short was to people that might not know it's so upsetting it's yeah i feel like as i'm getting into the the thing that happened in 2013 is crazy and obviously someone still died it's not okay but the history of the cecil is just depressing so i'm sorry (laughs) um yeah so if you don't know who elizabeth short is she's um known as the black dahlia she was an american woman who was found murdered in a neighborhood of Los Angeles. Um, Her case became highly publicized due to the graphic nature of her crime, of the crime, uh, which included her corpse having been mutilated and bisected at the waist. So if you don't know what bisected is, she was cut in half. So yeah, not not good. She was an aspiring actress and she was beautiful. Like Um, why of all, why do you need to cut her in half? Because people are fucked. (laughs) That's honestly, that's, that's about I'm upset. Okay. Yeah. She's so pretty. I know. She's gorgeous. We could, we might, we might post a picture about that too. Um, just cause she's beautiful and it's still unsolved. Like, oh it's my just God. unfortunate. All right. Yeah. Very, very upsetting. Okay. So moving on, <laughs> um, such stories of violence are not simply a thing of the past. Unfortunately, um, decades after the Black Dahlia, one of the most serious, one of the most mysterious deaths ever to take place at the Cecil happened as recently as 2013. So this is where we're getting into it. Um, this, that was just the history of the Cecil. Now we are going to jump into the story of Elisa Lamb. So Elisa okay. Lamb, you haven't heard anything about Elisa Lamb? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> You're just so obsessed. Huh. Is it Elisa or Eliza? It's Elisa. Elisa. Yes. Okay. Elisa Lamb. So she was a Canadian college student. Um, <laughs> you're so stressed. Should we take a break and go hug a dog? Like what? Nope. Are we? No. Just push them through. Just, just we're just gonna jump in. Bada, just okay. go over the edge of the roller coaster here. All right. So Elisa Lamb. She was a college student from Canada. She was. 21 at the time that she went to stay at the Cecil but before that she had kind of taken a break from school she wanted she was kind of wanting to go out on her own she wanted to travel and she Mm -hmm. was gonna go on a little tour of the west coast and so she had this all planned out and she was really active on social media like on her facebook and tumblr um did she she know about this the history of the Cecil okay so you knowing the history and you're still like I want to stay there. Why? Okay, I okay, I don't actually want to stay there. Okay. I want I would like to drive by there. Okay. Also, another fact about the Cecil Hotel, um that is what the it's not the newest season, but one of the seasons of American Horror Story mm-hmm. Hotel, that's based off of the Cecil Hotel. Ah. 
So if you watch American Horror Story, it's based off the Cecil. Okay. Very similar. A lot of the same crazy shit that has gone on. So Elisa, like I said, she had a Tumblr and a blog spot. Um, she had a Tumblr and it. I think her blog spot was named Ether Fields. And she always had really kind of ominous quotes. Um, I don't think her Tumblr is still like available to look through nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have a Tumblr? Yeah. Okay. What What do you usually post on Tumblr? Like, was it? Uh, did you just reblog random stuff, or did you have a theme? Did you have like a no? Mood board? I wish I would have had a theme, but I posted like fun quotes and like celebrities I loved at the time and I yeah. bet we could find it somewhere somewhere okay yeah but I mean since you're familiar with tumblr it's like it's like a pinterest kind of yeah kind of a pinterest kind better. of like yeah like you can just kind of word vomit random stuff some people use it as a journal mm-hmm. um Elisa really used it like she documented and she wrote on there all about her travels so she had literally listed the exact dates where she was going to be in what parts of California? Oh no. Which I don't like. Like you don't That's do that. Public. I know. You don't you, like just for anyone who's like, "Oh, I want to go on a trip." You can tell your, you know, you can give your itinerary to the people closest to you, but it's not a good idea to post that on a public forum or oh on God. your on your blog cuz that <laughs> is completely public. I hate social media. It's trash. So, she was very popular in Tumblr and she there was one quote from it that was very eerie um that she wrote or someone else did that she wrote okay um this was before everything and the quote is you are always haunted by the idea that you're wasting your life and it's just upsetting like after hearing about what i'm gonna tell you about what happened um yeah so jumping back to before like she was planning her trip she um, had recently been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, and she was in the process of getting on some good medication to kind of manage that, yeah. and she hadn't really necessarily gotten the hang of it. And if you're unfamiliar with bipolar disorder, a lot of times, depending on how severe you have it, um, you will take usually like an antidepressant and an antipsychotic, because if you go through like manic episodes to depressive episodes... She was on, I think she was prescribed three different medications. Holy shit. Just to, like, if you take one, then you have to take the other one. Sure. So she, if she took her antidepressant, then she also had to take an antipsychotic because her other pill, like, it was a lot to it. And so wow. since she had recently been diagnosed with bipolar disorder, her parents weren't, like, super keen on her just going on a solo trip out of the Fair. country. <laughs> At 21. At 21. I would never let my daughter do that. Um, so kind of ballsy from the get-go. She, when she was still in Canada, she was working at a shoe store, and she lost her phone there, so she is kind of disorganized. Um, Before going on her trip, she got, she borrowed a phone from a friend, so she had borrowed a Blackberry, and then once she got to the States, when she was at a speakeasy, I don't think it was necessarily in Los Angeles, but she was in California, she was at a speakeasy, partying, having a good time, being 21, she lost that phone. God damn it. So it's it's unfortunate and kind of also by her tumblr jumping back to that seemed very kind of scatterbrained um like she didn't have a specific theme for her blog and it was just kind of very random things Mm -hmm. which i mean i can relate to thinking back to like my tumblr like yeah i would just reblog random stuff like quotes and just very everything yeah just anything and everything 
I don't know why right now, but I just feel like some part of me is saying that it was almost planned. Yeah. And I'm curious if that's a um, theory or a conspiracy. There's, there's a lot of different theories. Because like this, yeah, people are crazy, and to make it seem like if she was already kind of unorganized, and but she's like putting out these posts, I'm wondering if she was like conveying a message or like planning something mm-hmm. or that's the it's, dreamer in me the creative yeah. brain in me so that's it's it's a hot mess so <clears throat> kind of jumping back to what okay so when she first got to la it, that was on january 26th of 2013 so she had just come on an amtrak train um from san diego and was headed to santa cruz as a part of her solo trip around the west coast so the trip was supposed to be a getaway from her studies at the university of british columbia in vancouver which that's where she was originally from. Her family had been wary of her traveling by herself, obviously, because it's not exactly the safest thing. I mean, obviously, like, girl power, if you want to travel by yourself, you do you, but, like, being a young college student, just... Don't post your itinerary Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Don't and tell... keep a phone. You keep a phone. Make stops by people you know. Yeah. Maybe stay with family or yeah. friends if you, you know, yeah. plan that out. But she also just, like, stayed at, like, random hostels and, you know, she was trying to save uh, money. Literally, if you guys <clears throat> haven't seen the movie Hostel. I've never seen that one. I need to see it. That should have been on last episode when Ooh, movies that, that fucked us up. Okay. Hostel. I can I... never hear that word without oh, no. thinking of the traumatic events that happened in that movie. Oh, God. Like, never. If anyone brings up, oh, we should stay at a hostel, absolutely. <laughs> You'll be like, no! <laughs> I'm out. I will sleep oh, in dirt. <laughs> oh, God. Behind a dumpster before yeah. I will ever sleep in a hostel. So now that you brought up another movie that should be on your list of, like, movies that completely destroyed your mind. Yeah. Um, I didn't even mention the Final Destination movies. Okay, let's not get off too much. Okay, yeah, we'll we're talk not gonna, about gonna, it at the, at We'll talk end. about the next episode, but yeah. that's a whole different thing. So I just oh, need to remember yeah. about that. So, family wasn't too keen on it, but she was an adult, and she was determined to do it by herself. And so, they made a little compromise. Her parents were like, okay, well, at least check in, you know, every day to let yep. them know that she's safe. Yep. And she did. She did that religiously. She always, you know, she always let her parents know. Until January 31st, um, the day that she was scheduled to check out of Hotel Cecil. So she'd, you know, she checked into the Cecil Hotel January 31st. Um, she didn't call. And her parents instantly were like, that's not good. Yeah, And they instantly called the Cecil. They called the LAPD. Um, they flew down from Canada. Vancouver. Oh my god. (laughs) They knew. They were like... This is, this is not okay. So the police searched the premises of the Cecil Hotel, but they couldn't find her anywhere. They had police dogs. Apparently couldn't find her scent. Um, so it was just right off the bat. It was like, well, where the hell did she go? Mm-hmm. Like, they, they don't know. And so as soon, uh, police soon uh, released the surveillance footage taken from the cameras at the Cecil Hotel. And this is where things took a turn, in, like, to the bazaar. So, the hotel video that I will have you watch in Lifetime, I want to watch it with you. Okay. It's not anything gory or anything. Okay. It's not, like, it's not going to cause nightmares. Um, but it shows Elisa in one of the elevators on the date of her disappearance acting really strange. Um, okay. So, in the pixelated footage, she can be seen stepping into the elevator, pushing all the buttons, and it's just, it's just weird. So, we'll, we will watch this video. Make sure they can hear it. Yes. Oh, it's, it's silent. It doesn't have any 
oh. sound to it, but we'll this. put this link. So this so is the doors open. That's her. Yep. So she's she looks like the mom from The Shining. Kind of. So she's looking at the buttons. She pressed a button. Elevator door's not closing. And she's like waiting for it to close. And she's kind of like peering out of there. What the fuck? What the fuck, dude? I Why can't believe she... you haven't heard of this. What like, the fuck is she doing? She's like... It looks like she's hiding from someone. Yeah. But she... I wonder, did she like not take her meds? Bro, I'm like waiting for someone to jump no, out. No, no one jumps out. It, okay. It's not anything. She's like creeping. She's like She's like hiding. walking in. Yeah, she's like... The in. door's wide open. It's like she stopped the elevator door. Yeah. But the only way you'd be able to stop an elevator is if you had like the firefighter key. So like how is the elevator door not closing? Yeah, so she's acting very bizarre. Um, she's like stepping in and out of the elevator. Yeah. What the fuck? This was making me so uneasy. I kind of <laughs> wish it was like gory or something because this is... What is she doing? We don't know. Did she not take her meds that day? I'm going to get into that. Um, okay. But yeah, so she's now standing in the hallway and you can kind of see... It almost looks like she's having a conversation with someone. But she's just... By herself. Yeah. Oh, she's completely by herself. She obviously seems... Oh, my God. She, like, stressed. has her hands on her head, and she's yep. now back in the elevator pushing every single button. Every single... Twice now. This is number two. What on earth? Yeah. Why isn't the door shutting? The door should have shut, like, seven times Yeah, like, now. have you ever been in an elevator? The door shuts within, like, 30 seconds. Like, this... Look at her hands. She's, like, feeling the air. Like, what is going on? <gasps> what the... Who's she talking to? We don't know. Oh, my God. Have you seen this? Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. She's, like... She's, like, waving her hands in the air. Her hands, like, her wrist seems kind of, like... It's almost like she, her hands are in a canatotic state, but yeah. the rest of her body isn't because she's walking around just fine. And then she walks down the hallway a little bit, and then I believe she re-enters the elevator. There's only like a minute left of this video. And this video is super easy to find. Just Google Elisa Lamb elevator. Like, it'll, you can watch it. It's only like three minutes long. This yeah, and the is... door just stays open. What the <laughs> hell? The only thing I can think of the door being open is if she jammed one of the keys and the elevator's, like, yeah. freaking out, mm-hmm. like, locked. And, I mean, you know, it's an old Ricky hotel. This was... Now it shuts. Now it shuts. What the... F- okay, but, like, is this just the camera? Or, uh-huh. like, why is the... We're gonna get into it. There's a lot of different theories. Oh it's God. very creepy. Who, who hit the knob? Why is it... Why did it open again? I don't know. <laughs> is this the same floor? Because she hit like 20,000 knobs. It's apparently is the same floor. I mean, I feel like hotels have like the same tile in every lobby. So yeah. I, I don't no know. No idea. Does she get back in? I can't remember. Um, oh my god, there's 20, 20 seconds, seconds left. left. I so like I think a that's a different floor because the, the paint is a different color. Yeah. Oh my god. 
Okay, yeah. So that's basically. And that's it. Like, and then the door closed yep. for the last time, and now it's over. Okay. Oh my so, god. So now that I don't we're like all that. uncomfy, um, so that is the last footage that we've ever seen of Lisa Lamb. So she's acting rather strange in you know very pixelated footage. It doesn't have any sound to it. So she steps in and out of the elevator. She pushes like all the elevator buttons. And she heads, like, she pokes her head out. Um, Seven years ago, they didn't have um, microphones in... Apparently not. I mean, this was... I guess it's a skid row. This is, like, a very, very poor area of L.A. Still, though, you'd think that they would try to, like, update it a little bit. Just for safety reasons, for shit like this. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So now, (laughs) um, her parents flew down and... They searched and searched, and let me double check here. So on February 19th, um, two weeks after the video was published, a maintenance worker um, found her body. Oh, my God. Um, so oh, they, God. They, I know. This is very uncomfy. I'm sorry. Okay, what, just just rip off the rip band-aid. Rip off the band-aid. Okay, so maintenance workers, um, they received... Co- co- the, Okay, so they received complaints about water pressure. Um, the hotel guests that the water, it wouldn't, when you turn it on, it would be black. Water pressure <gasps> was terrible. Tasted bad. What the fuck? This went on for weeks. What the fuck? The. No! Was she in the, she was, was she in the water pump? She was in the well on the roof. So. Her yeah. decaying body was for in. For two weeks. Her, her, her body. Oh my god. So her body was found in the well on the top, like on the roof of the Cecil, <clears throat> for two weeks in the LA heat. Um, yeah, and, and it, it took two weeks for people to be like, hmm, the water's kind of funky. Why is the water black when you turn it on? So people had been showering, drinking, brushing their teeth. The There's a coffee shop that used, that's, that's the same oh water. Oh my god. Yeah, so this poor maintenance man, Santiago Lopez, he found her body floating in one of the water tanks on the roof, and so the maintenance guy made that discovery after responding to complaints of hotel guests about low water pressure and a weird, funky taste coming from the tap. Oh my god. So yeah, um, now we get into even more craziness. Okay. Because, so, obviously... Unfortunately, her body had been soaking in water for two weeks in the L.A. heat. They did an autopsy, but, like, they did a toxicology report, and a lot of, you know, her body was very decomposed, Mm -hmm. so, like, they couldn't really, they couldn't really figure out a lot from that. Um, So they, the cause of death was determined as an accidental drowning. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah, no, no, this is, yeah, this is ridiculous. So... One thing, jumping back to when they found her body, um, according to a statement by the chief of um, LAPD, or the LA um, Fire Department, the tank had to be completely drained and cut open from the side to remove her body because they couldn't, like, it was, like, four feet wide and, like, eight feet tall. Okay. And Elisa Lam was a very small, petite woman. She was only, like, 5'4". Mm-hmm. And they don't know how she got in there. I'm baffled. It is, this is the most upsetting case. This is, like, if I had to choose 
one true crime instance that you could find the answer and you could figure out why, mm-hmm. this is the one that I would pick because it's bonkers and there's so many different theories. So, yeah. So they had to cut out on the bottom. Um, nobody knows how her corpse um, got there or how she got there. Um, so she was found um, floating next to her clothes and it was the same clothes that was what? in... Yeah, yeah, so she was naked. Um, her clothes were next to her floating in the water. And it, like, they don't know. Um, was someone else involved? They... How do you open the top? Do they say how they open the top of it? It's really shady. Um, a lot of stuff with the reports, they're like, oh, it was closed. Oh, no, it was open. So there are conspiracy theories um, regarding whether or not the LAPD was involved and if it was, like, a cover-up. Why would, Why? <laughs> Yeah, we don't we don't know. It's this chick from Canada. Yeah, she's like, like she's doing just some freaky doing, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my that's, god. That's not, I'm I'm gonna get into the really weird stuff. But so this is just kind of doing this more. This is even weirder. Okay, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it gets weirder. So um, leading up to her death, like before she had gone missing, um, one of the last persons that saw her alive uh, was at a nearby bookstore, and. Unfortunately, the name of the bookstore was The Last Bookstore. Jesus Christ. I don't like that. Um, the owner, Katie Orphan, was among the last to Katie see. Katie Orphan <laughs> works at The Last Bookstore. This whole, yeah, it's, Come on. it's a hot mess. You can't make this shit up. No, unfortunately you cannot. Okay. Um, so she was the last person to, she was among the last people to see um, Elisa Lamb alive. Um, Orphan remembered the college student buying books and music for her family, so it seemed like she had plans to return home. She was like, oh, I'm so excited. I'm going to get this for my mom. I'm going to get this for my friends. Yeah. And, I mean, if you hear about different people who have bipolar disorder, like, she definitely could have been in a manic episode. Yeah. Or maybe she was having a great day and she was bubbly. It's kind of hard to know. Like, unless you actually know her, you don't right. know if it's just, maybe she's just a really excited person. Right. Um, but it definitely seemed like she was planning to go back. So, when the autopsy came back, um... Only more questions arrived. Mm-hmm. So the toxicology report confirmed that um, she had some of her prescriptions in her system, but not all of them. Um, there was no indications of alcohol or other illegal substances. Because some people said that in the video it looked like she was, like, on some hard drugs. Like, it looked like she was, like, quote-unquote tweaking out. I mean, like... I don't think so. I don't think so. No, like, I don't we've think seen so a lot of, twe- in quote, tweakers in our life. Yeah. I don't think that's... Mm-hmm. You see him on the daily. Oh gosh, like, I, I, I see I see drug users all the time. Like it doesn't. She's not on drugs. Like she, she may have had a manic episode, but she was not on drugs. <clears throat> yeah. Um. So it was essentially like an incomplete autopsy. Um. Because since her body was so decomposed, they're like, oh well, we don't need to do a rape kit. We don't need to do that. So they didn't do a lot of why things. Why would they? Why? I don't know. I oh don't my know. God. <laughs> it's obviously very upsetting. Um. So after the toxicology report came back. Um, there was just more and more questions. And another creepy aspect to it, um, when she was found, or when she was found in the water, um, there was a bunch of unknown particles all over her. It was, like, this weird sandy substance, but they, like, tried to distinguish what it was. They they couldn't figure out what it was. It was just, like, these weird particles all over her naked body. And that sparked a whole bunch of different conspiracy theories. Aliens! I mean, not that far-fetched, but I mean, okay. So, there is references. I mean, this was, like, on the, not necessarily the dark web, but, like, (laughs) deep Reddit threads, like, hella conspiracy theories. So, apparently, 
the Invisible Light Agency. Um, what? It is a top secret program about cloaking soldiers with invisibility cloaks. It's not top secret if everyone fucking knows about no, it. No, I know. Now yeah. we're telling everyone. Yeah, so it's not a secret anymore. Um, but apparently, the, <laughs> the invisible not so secret, yeah, invisibility not, not, not quite. Uh, so apparently, these people, um, Google Maps, at least for a while, listed a company that name as based um, as a Cecil Hotel. So apparently, on Google Maps, the Invisible Light Agency was the Cecil Hotel, and this company, according to theorists, um, was at work in cloaking technology. So, hot mess. <laughs> I mean, okay. I, who's to say? Yeah. That is one theory that can, quote unquote, confirm the particles that were found on her dead body. They were like, oh, well, maybe these particles, maybe the invisibility cloaks aren't waterproof. And you know, you can go into water, then they turn into sand. I don't know. Okay. Hot mess. <laughs> Very, you're like, no. I don't believe that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that is one. Um, it was also mentioned um, tuberculosis, apparently, that she, if she possibly could have had TB while she was in Canada. And, and I, then just, like, didn't show symptoms until she died in the ki- water thing? Kind of, because at that time, around, like, around, like, after her death and everything, there was a TB outbreak. So people had thought, oh... She died in the, the but, water. But people know what TB is, and, like, it's been around for a long time. Yeah, but it was an odd outbreak at okay. that time. Okay, So there was also, apparently, this is very far-fetched. Like, I'm going, grasping for threads here, but this okay. is all the things that I found. Um, not saying any of them are true. Like, don't quote me on this. But apparently there is a poem by Aleister Crowley that mentions, like, water and lamb. And some people are like, oh, this is about Eliza Lamb. But Aleister Crowley wrote this poem way before Eliza was even, or Elisa was even born. So, there's this book going around. Have you heard heard about this book that like has apparently predicted the future? Yes, I, the I Trump think I know. thing, the Baron uh, Trump. I don't. It know. was written in like 18 something, and it predicted like the riots, and it's predicting like. You mean the Simpsons? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, just like I don't know, but I think like. People will make connections if that's oh, what they're looking for. If you look, you can find connections in anything. Because apparently this book that people are talking about says that Trump's going to be the last president and that they're going to blow up the White House and dynamite. Ah. So, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe people read that and they were like, ooh, let's blow stuff up. I mean, yeah. You, I don't know. I feel like if you're looking for connections, you'll, you yeah, can find you'll connections find with it. anything. Like Anything. Yeah, literally anything. Like, I love myself a good conspiracy theories, but sometimes it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, no, yeah. just take take a breath. Take, <laughs> just sit your ass down. Take a breath. <laughs> so, okay, I talked about that. I talked about her phones. Okay, so I think probably the most creepy thing. And Great. <laughs> you haven't even said it yet. I haven't. Okay. okay. So if, if you're listening to this and you have heard about the Elisa Lamb case and the mystery of when she was in the elevator some people believe that she was playing the elevator game <gasps> oh my god i've heard of that so you've heard oh, of the elevator no. game <laughs> oh, oh no oh no well because it because uh, have you heard of the elevator yes, game you okay. can explain it so <laughs> sorry so the elevator game uh is very popular in south korea and also very popular on tumblr so since she was you know very big on social media she did a lot with random websites and like 
she originally is not from South Korea, but she's originally from, I believe, China. Um, so not that that has anything to do with anything, but so the elevator game. Well, if it was on her Tumblr, maybe she came across it that way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's something that's not, it's not that far-fetched that she yeah. may have heard of it. True. So the elevator game. Um, one thing, you have to be in a building with more than 10 stories. Um, so this is the actual, these are the instructions. Don't play this game. This terrifies me. Like, I don't like this. <laughs> I don't like this. So. Don't play this game. Get into another world. Get into an alternate reality, another another realm, whatever you call it. So. Did we talk about this before? Oh, no. I, I have not talked about this before with we've you. We've never talked about this ever? I Maybe mean, we've talked about other realms, but I haven't talked about the elevator game. Who? Because if I talked about the elevator game. Did I hear that game, about? Who did I? I've heard about this, and I've heard these rules, and I don't know if it was a podcast or a movie or, like, <coughs> I don't know what it was, but well, I, I know and that's, and that's why We Drink has talked about this, because they talked about the elevator game and Elise Lamb. Then it may maybe, have been an episode. Then, well, then you would have heard about Elise Lamb, so. Right. Anyways. I don't keep, know. Okay, go into an elevator. Okay, so these are the instructions. But please don't play. Like, I just, no. Okay. No. Number one, get into the elevator alone. Or with your friends, but no one else. Do not get out on any of the other floor, floors. If any outsiders get on the elevator, you'll need to start over. So you need to be in the elevator completely alone. If other people go on, that'll fuck it up. Like, it has okay. to be just you in the elevator. So you start by hitting the fourth floor, and then you go to the second floor. And then you go to the sixth floor, and then you return to the second floor. Ascend to the tenth floor, return to the fifth floor. Once you reach the fifth floor... It's then that you report encountering, um, oh, it's then that people report encountering a young woman. So apparently if you see this young woman, you are instructed to not look at or interact with her. She may or may not try talking to you, asking for help, or antagonizing you. There's been stories of people that, like, they've, this girl has attacked them. Hot mess. What the fuck? That, that could explain, though, her, like, yeah. crazily hitting all these buttons, yeah. though. Twice. Yes, this does, and they they've rewatched secu the security cameras, and it's very hard to see because it's very pixelated. But it does look like she's doing a pattern. Some people yeah. are like, "Oh, she's just hitting random buttons." I really think she's playing the elevator game, and that creeps me out because I don't like this. I mean, if you're listening, you're like, "Oh, it's not real." That's fine. I respect that, but yeah. this if shit it creeps is, me though. out. Yeah. So, if you reach the fifth floor and you encounter a young woman, that's not good. So, press the button to the first floor. So, two things may happen. If the elevator descends to the first floor. Exit immediately. Do not look back or speak to anyone. If the elevator starts to go up, you are being allowed into the other world. So, like, if you try and go back down and then, boop, goes up, you're in another dimension, apparently. So, so when you reach the 10th floor, things might look slightly different. No one else will be there. Power will probably be out. What um, the fuck? Some players claim to look out windows and only see a red cross in the distance. Ish. <gasps> yeah. What? I know. I have goosebumps all over my body, oh and my I've read God. this many times. So, if you choose to exit the elevator, which I don't know why the hell you would, uh, you should ignore the woman's attempts to question you or stop you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I know. Every hair on my body Uncomfy. is sticking up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, returning from the other world. Mm. If you choose to stay in the elevator, like you should, and not explore... Just press the button to the first floor and return home. You might have to keep pressing the button to get it to work. Oh, God. No. If you choose to get off the elevator, 
and explore this dark, barren land with a red cross in the distance. Oh my god. There are a few rules to follow in order to properly return to your home world. How do you remember these fucking rules? If you're there, I would... laminated pamphlet? (laughs) (laughs) Wear a (laughs) t-shirt. I don't fucking know. Uh, So you must use the same elevator you used to arrive. So apparently there's other elevators you could actually get on the wrong one. Yeah. So you have to follow the previous one through, or two through seven steps, um, finishing on the fifth floor. So the floor sequence of four, two, six, two, ten, five. When you reach the fifth floor, press the button to return to the first floor. The elevator will attempt to return to the tenth floor instead. Begin pressing the floor numbers to stop the elevator before you reach the tenth floor. So you have to just like frantically press the buttons and then proceed to the first floor. Upon reaching the first floor, check your surroundings. If anything seems off, even the smallest detail, do not get off the elevator. Repeat step two until things look normal. That's what she did. Holy shit! Once you're confident that you've returned to the real world, exit the elevator. Yeah. So. Absolutely not. Hell nah. Absolutely not. (laughs) And they still, yeah, so her death was deemed as accidental. Also, another crazy thing about that is how the hell she got up there. Right. This was on, it was 15 floors. And so essentially to get to the roof, um, you had to go through a bunch of different like security doors. There was alarms that you would have to disarm. What the fuck? If she didn't go through the inside of the hotel, she would have to crawl an outside onto fire escapes and be like fucking Spider-Man. Which is probably not likely if she was in a manic episode or if people thought that she was on drugs, which I don't think that she was. Also, if someone saw her hanging off a building, they'd be like, yo. It was a very popular part of town. If they saw some woman scaling a building, they'd probably be like, that's not good. Oh my god. Yeah. But then again, with, I mean, going up the normal way, like how the security or how the maintenance worker ended up going up. Yes, there are alarms, but with a hotel that worn down, like, do the alarms even work? That's true. Are those doors actually even locked? That's true. But it just, it just, there's so many aspects to it that doesn't make sense and terrifies me and I don't like it. That's really scary. That was a really <laughs> scary story. Yeah. I don't, my leg is shaking. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I don't think I had anything else to say about that other than don't post your itinerary to public websites. Um, don't lose your phone at speakeasies and... Don't go on solo trips without a plan. Don't go on solo trips without a plan or a person. And just don't go to the Cecil. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah, that's... I don't even know how to come back. Like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I still have goosebumps, and I've heard that story so many times. I literally, on the way up, I was, like, jamming to some, like, you know, musical theater. And then I jumped back to, like, and then her body was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's it's very... Yeah. All right. Do you want to hear about ghost ships, or should we just make that the next episode? I would love. Oh, we're already at an hour. I mean, it's fine. It's not going to be that one. <laughs> I, it'll probably take me ten minutes to tell you these stories. I would love to hear about some ghost ships to kind of okay. lighten the mood a little. We're bit. gonna lighten the mood, lighten the load, if you will. Um. So I chose the topic of. Oh, look at you! You got notes. Oh. Yeah, and I like italicized. Italicized. And oh, look at those bullet points. And, yes, oh my god. Yes. Amazing. Um. The. So we live on one of the Great Lakes. The greatest lake. <laughs> and um, if you know, you know. Um, I know. So I was like, wouldn't that be cool to do ghost ships or like 
wrecks or shipwrecks or something. So I have one, two, three, four, four ships plus like the story of the Hudson River because that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to first start off by talking about what a maiden voyage is. <gasps> Because I didn't know what it was. Um, the maiden voyage of a ship, aircraft, or other craft is like the first journey made in its intended duty. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can have voyages that aren't really. <laughs> I gotta lighten it up now. I just made everyone really uncomfortable. <laughs> so, I'm like, duty. <laughs> um, so, like, the Titanic, when it sank, <laughs> like, it that that voyage was, like, its maiden voyage. It was, it was the very first, you know, like, intentional. There's conspiracy theories about the Titanic, too. Jesus, fuck. It was in the, it was in the ocean. It sunk. No, not about, not about the fact that it didn't sink or not. Oh. It's just whether or not it was actually the Titanic. Okay. That's a whole different thing. Let's talk about that after I'm gonna shut up. Okay. Okay. So, the first one is the SS Bakkenockburn, also known as the Flying Dutchman of Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. So... There is a video link from CNN. Um, I can attach it to mm-hmm. a post on Instagram. But it's basically this guy. It's probably an iPhone. I don't know. It's like a slow-mo video of this. Oh, yeah. I've seen that. This yep. um, weird figure. And, yeah, in the back. I don't know. It was cool. Um, the final bowl. Oh, my gosh. The, the final, final bulge. I can't talk after, like, I'm, I'm just so scared. Release your shoulders. Yeah. So oh, my God. I was sitting Yeah, you down. were like this. I was so tense. <laughs> Oh my god. Well, okay. it, was, it was very, yeah. The final voyage of the Flying Dutchman began at the Canadian Lakehead near what is now known as Thunder Bay. Um, so, just to give you a little little bit of a history about the Great Lakes, there are more than 6,000 known shipwrecks in all of the Great Lakes, and more than 200 in just the 80-mile stretch of Lake Superior off Whitefish Point, not far from where um, the video, this video was shot. Mm-hmm. So... According to, well, that was according to the Great Lakes Shipwreck Museum Executive Director, Bruce Lynn. Bruce. Bruce. Gotta love Bruce. So, the uh, Flying Dutchman was launched in 1893 and had a crew of 20. The massive ship had unusual pro- uh, profile as a vessel measuring 245 feet long, 40 feet wide. Many seamen at the time would recognize her from afar. <laughs> You're a child. <laughs> You're a fucking child. <laughs> yes. I said seamen, not seamen. I know, I know. Okay. Delete that. (laughs) During her service, her is in the ship, um, she became a familiar sight on the Great Lakes while hauling grain for the Montreal Transportation Company. Um, Except, so, however, on the night of November 21st, 1902, while carrying a load of wheat on her war to Sulak from... You're, like, ruining my story. I'm I'm trying to be funny. (laughs) While carrying a load of wheat on her war to Sulak from Port Arthur, she disappeared without a trace. The disappearance is considered one of the biggest mysteries of sea vessels lost at sea on Lake Superior. All 21, so his crew of 20 with one captain, um, 21 people vanished along with her and no bodies were recovered. Um, aside from a life preserver, no other items were even seen. So before the disappearance, um, the... Flying Dutchman had two major incidents. In April of 1897, she ran around near Snake Island. The following October, she struck Welland Canal um, and was submerged in nine feet of water. So, during these two incidents, no one was hurt. No major damage was reported, but that was something that happened before it actually sank. On the same day of her disappearance, she ran ran aground again um, 
after leaving Fort William and turned back to port. After assessing that the ship didn't suffer any damage, she set sail on her final voyage, never to return. Um, apparently, this the Flying Dutchman continues to sail Lake Superior to this day. One particular story can attest to the urban legend. Uh, the crew of the freighter Walter A. Hutchison claimed they saw the ship a few hundred yards from them. Um, the captain tried to avoid the Bannockburn, or the Flying Dutchman, um, and headed northeast. They all saw the Flying Dutchman sail past them only to run aground before disappearing again. So, if they had not changed their course, the rocks would have destroyed the ship. Oh. So, they kind of, like, saved them. Yeah. That's wholesome. It's wholesome, but it's like, how? You know what I mean? Like, how did that happen? Ghost ships, man. I know. It's so crazy. Um, and I'm getting all of my info from a blog that is called blog.liveandfresh. Ghost ships, Lake Spear, still sail waters. Okay, so the second one that I want to talk about is the SS Henry B. Um, the maiden voyage was May 2nd, 1906, and it had a crew of 25. It was the Acme Transit Company of Lorain, Ohio. Okay. Um, this massive steel-hulled freighter measured about 525 feet long, 55 feet wide, 31 feet high. The SS Henry B. Smith was built specifically to withstand strong storms with the Great Lakes, which was super common and it still is very common um to this day so because of like lake effect and stuff Mm -hmm. um however the massive freighter was no match for the great lake storm on november 9th 1913 carrying a cargo of iron ore she was lost near marquette michigan and all 25 people that were aboard the ship perished with her even though ss henry b smith does not have any chilling stories behind it, it it haunted explorers for more than a century um, after the disappearance, the SS Henry B. Smith was one of the most sought-after ghost wreck uh, for more than 100 years. She was finally found in 2013 at the depths of 535 feet near Marquette. Damn. Divers go to look. And so, um, there were, so there's our ship, shipwreck hunters, Jerry Ellison, or Eliason? Eliason. Eliason. Yeah. Um, of Cloquet, Minnesota. And Craig Smith of Rice Lake, Wisconsin, used sonar and cameras to um, find this ship. Yeah, it's super cool. I always think about that anytime, like, we're swimming in Superior. Mm -hmm. Which also, I mean, Superior's always cold, so, like, it's, like, a nice ice bath. Yeah. But it's beautiful, especially after, like, a long, hot day, if you're, like, working out or doing anything, or, like, just sitting. Yeah, being alive. Yeah, yeah, just existing. Oh, it's so nice. But anytime we swim in there, it's just, like... It always feels eerie, even if it's like a bright sunny day. But yeah. it's just crazy to think of all the shipwrecks that it's have so happened. Big. And it, it's just so vast. Yeah. Oh, it's just. Fun. Yeah, it's super crazy. I love that lake so much. Okay, continue. Um, so I got this info from NPR. A few months shy of the hundredth anniversary of the um, SS Henry B. Smith's disappearance on Lake Superior, shipwreck hunters say that they. Um, finally identified it. So it was just, which is kind of cool because mm-hmm. like a few months of mm-hmm. it being a hundred years old, they finally found it. Um, so it's, yeah, like 535 feet near, like 30 miles near Marquette, Michigan. Um, the next ship, Jerry and Craig, the shipwreck hunters also found, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, this is called the Hudson. And when I was looking up the info for this ship, I also found information on, like, the Hudson River and Henry Hudson. Yep. 
Um, so I'm going to talk about that first. So Henry Hudson and his crew sailed into the river that would bear his name forever, September 3rd, 1609. And so he, him and his crew were aboard a ship called the Half Moon. Um, uh, they sailed into the Atlantic coast by chance. Strong headwinds, um, storms forced them to abandon the northeast voyage they had been assigned. Rather than return to Holland with nothing to report, the crew voted to look for the Northwest Passage, a legendary waterway that would carry a ship all the way from Atlantic to the Pacific Ocean. They passed by the island we know as Manhattan today, and they sailed up the river. Um, This is from americaslibrary.gov. Hudson was not the first European explorer to discover this river, however. The Florentine navigator Giovanni de Verrazzano, Verrazzano discovered the Hudson in 1542, but Henry Hudson traveled the river much farther than its previous explorer. Um, after 150 miles, the half moon, the boat that they were on, did not reach the Pacific, but it did reach what would later become Albany, New York. Um, there they turned around, but as a result of the exploration, the river bears his name today. Um, the Hudson River was originally uh, known to the Mohican Indians as the Mohicanook. Mohicanook. Um, it mm-hmm. stands for Great Waters Constantly in Motion, which, if it were up to me, I would have preferred it to be the Mohicanook yeah. River instead of the Hudson River. Yep. But people suck. Um, it was a site of key battles in the American Revolution. It's also inspired an important phase of landscaping, painting or landscape painting called the Hudson River School, um, that celebrated the natural beauty of the American landscape. Today, the Hudson is one of the nation's most important waterways. Ocean-going ships can navigate the river to Albany, or Albany. I'm so Minnesota. <laughs> Albany. Albany. Um, all year round, pleasure boats and tugboats barge. Um, they can all re- reach the Great Lakes from May to November, which is pretty cool. And they carry such they carry stuff such as wood pulp, steel, cocoa beans, grain, and scrap metal. Um, A lot of boats actually rely on the Hudson for deliveries. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting on how that river got its name because it has to do with, like, I'm assuming this Hudson. Yeah. I never said for sure, but um, the Hudson ship was considered one of the fastest ships on the Great Lakes, and... um, what did we say? Eliason? Eliason and yeah. Smith? I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name. <laughs> um, have been a part of a number of Lake Superior shipwreck discoveries in recent years, including the, 2000, the 2013 of the Henry B. Smith. Um, but, excuse me. Okay. Nice. On September 15th, 1901, Hudson left Duluth. This is why I liked this oh. one a lot, is because it actually left Duluth. Oh, that is super. Um, under the command of Captain Angus J. McDonald with a cargo of wheat and flax bound for Buffalo, New York. Around the time she passed the Apostle Islands, a storm had kicked up. Built in 1888, the Detroit, or in Detroit, in Detroit, built in Detroit, um, the Hudson was a propeller ship measuring 288 feet and was one of the finest vessels on the Great Lakes at the time. While crossing Lake Superior from Duluth on September 16th, the ship sank near Keweena Point, which is by Copper Harbor, Michigan. The Hudson probably succumbed to a vicious storm while carrying a flax and wheat cargo and was never seen again. Um, her hull was prone to shifting in big waves, which likely caused it to lose balance and sink. Sorry. However, I know, right? Mm-hmm. However, that was not the end of the story. 
for the Hudson made her own legend. According to hearsay, a tugboat captain and his mate were traveling Lake Superior on September 16, 1940, so 39 years later. As they approached um, Keweenaw Point, they saw a rusty ship covered with mud heading towards their direction. The tugboat was like, hey, we're going to collide with you. Whoa. Like, hold up. So they got close enough where he actually hopped across oh my gosh. and, like, went on the other boat. Yeah. And um, he was greeted by, like, mud was everywhere on the ship. Yep. And he was greeted, in quotes, gre- greeted by the ghost of Hudson Captain, the Hudson's captain and crew, and the ghost allegedly told the tug captain where uh, that they relive the sinking of the ship every year on September 16th. Um, so the captain was like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> jumped, jumped across to... Yeah, I wouldn't want to stay in the ocean. <laughs> his boat didn't make it and, like, had to swim in the cold water to oh, get gosh. back to his boat. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Jumping on a boat and being like, oh, hey, what's going on? And then oh, not being able ghost. to jump back. Ooh, bye. And then fall. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah. So, that's, like, the spooky story about the Hudson. Um, and then I have one. The last one is on the SS Western Reserve. Revere. Yeah, the Revere. The Revere, you know. It's not the Reserve. SS Western (laughs) Reserve. The maiden voyage was October 6, 1890. The SS Western Reserve was a propeller lake freighter. Freighter? Freighter. Freighter. It was a little spooky. Frightful. Ooh. Freighter that was constructed in 1890 (laughs) by the Cleveland Shipbuilding Company for Peter G. Minch, a ship's captain and operator who was pioneering the individualization of bulk carrier freight service on the Great Lakes. The SS Western Reserve was one of the steel freighters to set sail, was one of the first steel freighters to set sail on the Great Lakes. The ship is 41 feet wide and 301 feet long. On my birthday, August 30th, 1892. So I was like an embryo. (laughs) Or... Or a World War II nurse or something. Oh, okay, okay. In the womb. Because World War II was like <laughs> eons later. But who was I in 1892? I, I don't know. know. Anyways. In another life. August 30th, 1892, SS Western Reserve was to get a load of iron ore but broke in half and sank fairly in a fairly mild storm. Oh my gosh. So this thing went out there and they were like, okay, hey, go get some iron. And it's like, no. And then busted in half and decided to sink. Damn. The sinking occurred offshore, Deer Park, Michigan. Huh. So a lot of this is, I'm like, a lot of the boats that I'm, that I've researched and looked mm-hmm. up, it was like a lot, kind of by that, um, what's it called? Where was the other one? I can't think of Michigan. It was going by the... Um, Marquette, Michigan. Oh, yeah, Marquette. Like the curve yeah. mm-hmm. of the, the mitten. Whoop. Yeah. The curve of the mitten. Yeah. Um, after the incident, a report surfaced about the improper construction of the boat. The ship was... Allegedly built with weak steel that was contaminated with sulfur and phosphorus. Um, This led to the creation of new laws and testing regulations for steel and use in shipbuilding. So, shout out to SS Western for being a bad example. (laughs) Sorry you broke in half, Telling we learned from it. (laughs) Yeah, well, clearly the Titanic didn't. I mean, yeah, but... Anyways. um, Well, this was before the Titanic, so... Yeah, so the Titanic should have been inspected, is what I'm saying. Oh, oh, right, right, right. I was like, what? Okay, I'm back now. Um, out of the crew of 27, which included the owner and the famous banker, Peter Minch, and his family, only one man survived the disaster, the wheelsman named Harry Stewart. Another strange thing about the sinking of the Western Reserve tells about a dream of Captain Trudell, one of the Great Lakes Life-Saving Service. Um, Captain Trudell of the Life-Saving Service. Sorry, I can't read. 
Makes sense. I got you. In his dream, he reportedly visualized every detail of the disaster. In fact, the dream was so realistic, he even recognized the body of Minch when they found it on it on shore. Today, some urban legends claim that the Western Reserve still appears as ghostly, as a ghostly apparition near Deer Park. It is said that during good weather, especially on calm nights, the voices and laughter of those aboard ship linger. Um, the ships ling- those aboard the ship linger from the lake's water. So, um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a cool topic. I love that. It's so interesting. I yeah. Oh, I really want to go to the Great Lakes um, Ship Museum or the. Have you ever sh- been there? Park. No, I haven't. What? The one in Wisconsin or that? Oh, I was Michigan. like, I was like, we live in Duluth. Like, no, no, no. There, there's the one Canoe. in no, not not that one. <laughs> no, there's one in Michigan, um, and it has. Uh, the bell that was recovered from the F. Scott uh, Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald. Or the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Because F. Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> gang, gang. Yep. The author. Okay. The Great Gatsby author? You know, same. Yeah, he was a boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it was from the Edmund Fitzgerald. Um, so, yeah. Wow. I really yeah. want to go and touch that bell. We should. We should go. That'd be I'd, fun. I'd, I'd lick it. No. Please. Don't. Um, okay. So, anyways, <laughs> we have a super cool a uh, restaurant out here in the Northland that's called the Anchor Bar. And that yeah. was a place for Navy SEALs, any seamen mm-hmm. of any kind, any... It was kind of like the dive bar, like if you've seen Top Gun where they go to the bar and they just hit on girls and drink and if you whatever. you like a dive bar, like, ah, yeah. all right, give me another brewski. Yeah. Got your burgers and... Um, one of the... Lighting. Once you... When you go there, like, it's just kind of an untold rule but mm-hmm. you always play the wreck of edmunds Fit- edmund fitzgerald yeah um on the jukebox and it's by gordon lightfoot and one of the quotes or one of the lyrics in the song is um the lake it is said never gives up her dead <laughs> and because like oh. when i was researching this i was like brad oh my god none of these bodies were found oh and yeah he's no, like, they're not found like, like they're the just like it says she never gives up her mm-hmm. dead and i was like ah. yeah they're all currently at the bottom of the lake because also another creepy fact the lake is so cold at yeah, the very bottom, they so they're just kind of preserved. That is so That's insane. what I always think about when I'm swimming. I'm like, there's dead bodies in the water. <laughs> wow, I've never thought about that till like, right now, so. I want to go swimming. Do you want to go swimming right now? <laughs> no. Okay, well. No, I don't. Yeah. But now you know a scary story and. Love it. A cool story. Creepy. Yeah. I don't know why, but when you were just talking about the boat, the broken half, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, when I was talking about my story, a woman was broken in half. Oh, my and God. And I didn't like that I made that connection. <laughs> but I was like, oh, yeah, it's like the Black Dahlia. I'm like, oh, God, I'm going to hell. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what's the conspiracy about the Titanic? Oh, there was some, it was something, of, I, I would need to, like, actually research it, but I'd heard somewhere, I don't know where, I hear all kinds of things. Um, but it was apparently, like, the person who, wasn't, I wasn't the captain, but it was a person who, like, built the ship. I could just, this could be all be lies. Let's I, do, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. But apparently it was, like, that the Titanic was actually not the Titanic. That was, like, a second boat or, like, the first boat. There was something that, like, he specifically sunk that ship on purpose to get insurance money. What? I, I don't think that's true. But I love conspiracy theories. I love wow. what people wake up with. But, like. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I feel like that that's a more recent thing. Like, people are like, oh, I wonder. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, considering that that one ship, like, 
wasn't inspected. Yeah. I wonder if it wasn't inspected or it was inspected and it was bad. Yeah. And they're like, we could fake this for some uh-huh. insurance money and murder a lot of I people. I feel like it, it, you never know. Some smug bastards could have gotten, gotten away uh, with that. People with lots of money and power shouldn't be trusted. So I, wow. yeah. Cool. That's, that's an interesting fact. Well, that was a good episode. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was a lengthy one. I like it. Definitely want to do more. I think, I think I have an idea for the next topic that I want to discuss. So yeah, it's a scary, it's a scary place that I want to go visit. That's also in California. So there's so many creepy things in California. Yeah, yeah. It's on a coast. Yeah, a lot of bad shit happens. Alcatraz is like right out there. Yeah, right out, hop, skip, and a jump. And the Museum of Death and mm-hmm. Nevada. That's in Nevada. And there's a museum of death in California, too. Oh. I think there's one in Louisiana, too. Oh, my God. So there's just a lot of death. A lot of death. I also really want to go to Florida, and I want to see Robert the Doll. That's on Key West. Okay. <laughs> on that We're... note, you can find us on Instagram <laughs> at It's Not a Phase Pod. And our website is www.itsnotafazemompodcast.com. And we're on TikTok, Not A Phase Mom Podcast. On Facebook, It's Not A Phase Mom Podcast. Patreon, It's Not A Phase Mom. And we're available on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, and CastBox. Yes. So. We should start a barbershop quartet. With two people? Yeah. Barbershop duo? Yeah. Amazing. It's happening. Bye. We love you. Don't. Go and play the elevator game. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye.